I got like the worst right. gas today. Oh, dude, I feel you. I have I I tend to get a lot of gas in the mornings because I know I think my, when I wake up early, my I'm just more gassy for some reason. Uh huh. And so, um, and I also work at a place where people drink coffee like it's water, and so like. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee in the morning, and I'm just, like, really gassy. And my stomach is just, like, talking to me throughout the entire morning. And it yeah. sucks because I share office with, like, four other people. And it's, like, very quiet most of the time. And so, like, you just hear my stomach just going off. Like, this whole office. room stinks, man. Ugh. I'm, I'm a gross human. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, when I owned a car, I'm pretty sure, like, at any moment, if anybody just went into that car, they'd probably pass out from the gas. <laughs> All right. Let's get started. Yo, what's up? Thank you for listening to OK Beast Presents Overwatch, a podcast miniseries dedicated to Blizzard's new game, Overwatch. My name is Blessing. Joining me again, we have Alex Van Aken. What's up, Alex? What it is? And we have Shell. What's up, Ian? <laughs> what's up, Alex? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we're in what week five of Overwatch? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, last week was the the month month anniversary for the game. Awesome, awesome. So, for those listening, uh, Ian has not joined us yet. I'm guessing because since he lives in Japan, uh, he's probably still sleeping. Even though I'm pretty sure it's like eight, nine, nine a.m. by um, now. Nine a.m. by now. Yeah, Ian sleeps in a lot. I think, and I think so, they do. Do they do school there later also? Uh, I thought he only worked like two hours a day, and uh, he just slacks off the rest. Maybe that's just his schedule then. He was, yeah. He's been busy getting attacked by hawks, and he's just a little tired boy. Yeah, the hawk actually got him this time. <laughs> that was the, the same hawk. <laughs> yeah, the same hawk came back. Asleep. Got the rest yeah. of the loaf of bread. Oh yeah, right, and so for those listening, Overwatched is a podcast dedicated to all things Overwatch. From the, from the characters, to the updates, to our experiences with the game, this is a show made to share our love and keep you up to date on the world of Overwatch. This is episode four. And so, uh, it's week five. Alex, are oh. you using anybody new um, since we last spoke, or are yeah. you kind of staying with the same characters? Um, give us an update. Yeah, so I've uh, recently kind of ditched all of my main people, and... I've been using predominantly Zarya. I might have touched on that last week. I can't remember. Um, but I know la- if I did touch on it last week, it was like I was just kind of getting into her. Like I'm like full swing into Zarya, coming up with strategies for her. Um, also, I'm trying to get better at Zenyatta. And then every now and then Genji. So I'm playing a lot of, mostly I'm playing more support lately like with, with, with Zarya and 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 Zenyatta because I mean yeah Zarya is a big tank but honestly she's like a support tank you know she she like you have to be playing with teammates in order for her to be good um you have to be playing mm-hmm. off of people and because uh, otherwise her weapon never charges so really yeah. enjoying funny her. thing about Zarya is that like sorry to interrupt you by the way but funny good? thing about Zarya is I feel like a lot of people are using her now like mm-hmm. out of nowhere and like people like when the game first came out like for the first few weeks nobody used Zarya and pe- in fact people like hated on Zarya but now every match I go into at least somebody's using Zarya. Yeah, I think it's honestly at the beginning people were like, "Oh, that character looks dumb." You know, because a mm-hmm. lot of people don't like her design. It's kind of grown on me, but she still isn't the most like flashy. It's just like a bigger chick with shorter hair and like a blue jumpsuit compared to like a Zenyatta who has like 
he's floating. He's got like all these crazy orbs on him, or like you know what I mean. Like she just isn't mm-hmm. as flashy of, of a character. And I feel like so people didn't pick her at first, and then, and if they did pick her at first, they're like, I don't know how to use her. She's weak. But then as like higher level play starts emerging, you know, as the weeks go on, people are like, oh no, Zarya is like the bomb. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we might have even talked about, like, in either our first or second episode, I think I might have even suggested, like, um, uh, buffing her. But um, at this point, like, it's almost as if she's, like, a little bit overpowered. Um, <laughs> and not, like, seriously overpowered in a way where she needs to be nerfed or anything like that. But she's, like, very strong. Like, a lot stronger than I expected her to be. And in fact, I heard about um, a competitive event that went on uh, either last week or the week before where mm-hmm. somebody was using Zarya and, like, the players that they were facing against could have sworn that, like, this player was cheating. And they were, and they were, like, filing complaints. And I think two of the players even said, like, hey, if this person that's using Zarya, if she isn't cheating, then we will quit Overwatch. And we will stop playing professionally. <laughs> um, and it turned out that they weren't cheating. And so those people had to, like, quit. Uh, which I find to be hilarious. But, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. it's cool how these things happen. Uh, and how once, like... Once time goes on and once people start to get a, get a hold of the game, it's cool to see the game kind of evolve in this way. Mm-hmm. And so we've got, like, people using Zarya uh, and people using her competently and um, using her so well that it's kind of annoying. Uh, <laughs> and we also have uh, we have competitive play, which uh, just came out, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do, uh, a, a, apart from Zarya, have you seen any other new strategies or um, new things being implemented um, by the players? Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are, like, reverting to, like, um, a specific set of, like, eight heroes. Like, uh, Fair is, like, in every match now. Um, Reaper. Um, McCree. Like, excuse me, sorry. Uh, Soldier 76, Mercy, mm-hmm. Lucio. There's a lot of, I feel like people are definitely being drawn to the core players, uh, which is interesting. But... I've been trying to kind of play the more obscure, obscure characters. I, I know I'm not supposed to talk about Zarya, but uh, mm-hmm. Zarya and Diva. I've been doing that combo. Uh, so when I'm attacking or pushing, I'll have a friend roll Diva if they're good at Diva, um, and it just adds even more power to to Diva's push when she has a damage shield on her and Zarya behind her, like throwing in grenades and and beams at people. So I've been doing that a lot. Um, what else have I seen? I've seen dual Lucios a couple times, like one Lucio on speed, one Lucio on heals, oh. uh, which is interesting. It doesn't really... I've only seen it a couple times. <laughs> um, and then, of course, yesterday, I believe, I, we went all Soldier 76s, a team of six huh. Soldier 76s, just to be dumb. But, I mean, like, talk about damage output, you know? Um, but, I mean, I, I haven't really gotten... I haven't really played with a ton of people the past week or so i've been playing more solo so i've really i've only gotten to develop really that one strategy and that was the other night with my stepdad and, and a couple nights last night too we, we did that same strategy with diva and zarya hmm. one thing i've seen is people using like four four or five zarya's and a lucio or two lucio's and having lucio on speed and mm-hmm. when it's like an objective they need to take like an attack objective um i've seen people use that in they'll shield each other or they'll shield themselves mm-hmm. and just dash to the objective and take it that way, which I, I think is pretty clever. Uh, it's pretty cool to see that happened against my team. 
a couple days ago <laughs> and it was very unexpected and i was just like i by the time i got to the objective everybody was like already there yeah and i was like what is what is happening it's it's it, it's almost like um uh what's it called what was that thing that world of warcraft thing uh, it was like leroy jenkins oh like yeah just kind of rushed in yeah leroy! Uh, so it was yeah. really funny to see um what other have you yeah. used any strategies yourself oh um not, or mean, just kind not of that i can think usual of. the usual I've, yeah like lately i've been doing the usual i've been playing a lot more mercy um and i've been uh, sort of getting better with mercy and i've been using her completely but there's not any like new strategies that that i've been using personally um that has really been uh doing much i have been like cooperating with like other torbjorns and mm-hmm. so uh when i play i play a lot with other people i barely ever play alone and I play a lot with one dude who likes to use Torbjorn on defense, mm-hmm. and I also like to use Torbjorn on, on defense, and so um, we'll collaborate uh, whenever we play with each other and be like, hey, okay, you're going to put your turret over here while I put my turret over here, and uh, that's that's um, made for a stronger defense game. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, though, I can't really think of anything uh, else. Has there been anything that you personally have implemented? I don't know. Like, I've just been trying to become, like, a more well-rounded player. I've been playing a lot of solo lately because I've been getting up early to play. Um, right. And no one's on the time I get on. It's, like, 5.30, 5.40 a.m. After I take my shower, I'll get a couple games in. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm excited. Like, especially, like, there's a... Each console just got a new patch, which has changed things up. Um, and so I'm ready to kind of get in and kind of play with other people and kind of figure out some more strategies, you know, you know, you know, strategy that I think is a great one that I haven't seen in forever, uh, is on control maps, like a, a bastion in a corner covered by a Lucio on heels and a Reinhardt. I just don't see that anymore. Like she, she a Reinhardt shielding the bastion when I feel like when the game first came out, that was like, that was one of my go-tos. Um, and I feel like that's just non-existent now. Hmm. Well, while we're talking about um, sort of gameplay strategies and whatnot, let's talk about Torbjorn. And so a new story came in. Uh, I'm reading from Games Radar, which okay. says Overwatch players, if you're, if, oh, it says you're about to hate Torbjorn 30% less. Dude, I hate the articles where it's like the pop up ads. <laughs> yeah, that's Because now I can't even see the article. I anymore. pulled it out. Here's, here's what the article says, and I'll just read part of it. If you opted for the PS4 or Xbox One version of Overwatch, I hope you're not a Torbjorn player, uh, which I'm a Torbjorn player, and so this saddens me. The diminutive defense hero is getting a big nerf sometime next month, according to game director Jeff Kaplan. In an upcoming over in an upcoming patch, we will reduce the damage done by Torbjorn's turret by 30% on Xbox One and PS4. PC will remain unchanged. Kaplan wrote on Reddit explaining that the ETA will depend on how fast Microsoft and Sony certify the patch. Um, mm. And so I'll, I'll just stop there. And so basically they are they are making their turrets 30, 30% weaker. 30% um, is huge. Yeah, it's very huge. Uh, and personally, I, I'm kind of not feeling it. Like, I feel like there are other ways to nerf Tor- Torbjorn um, besides this. Uh, I think what specifically they probably should have weakened was um, the Molten Core. Because once you use the Molten Core, I believe the turret goes up to about 800 health. Um, uh-huh. And you use Torbjorn, you get all your health back and then a lot of a lot of shield. Um, or armor, I mean. And uh, I, think he, it's... I think when he pops that, he gets more armor than Reinhardt. I could be, or health. I, mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. They might have nerfed that already. But at one point, it was like he got... He, he went over Reinhardt's threshold of health. Yeah. 
And like it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like the molten core is pretty ridiculous um, when it gets mm-hmm. down to it. And I love using it for that reason. Like when I when I'm using Torbjorn and I know that I have my ultimate, I always like whenever I use it, I'm never like not successful in using it mm-hmm. because it it makes me invincible. It's like you, it's like getting a star in Mario where I'm just like running people over. Or at <laughs> least even if I'm not doing much damage to other people as Torbjorn, I'm still like they're not doing much damage to me. Yeah. Also, I know my turret for sure is doing damage to them. And so I can see, I, I, I thought that would have been, like, the nerf they would have gone for. Um, I, nerfing the turret by 30%, I guess, is, it's okay. But now I'm kind of scared to use Torbjorn because that seems like a significant amount. Um, I would have gone, like, a, I, even, like, 20% I thought would be, like, pretty hefty, you know? Yeah. Much less, or even 30. Like lower the range, I think, would also be great. I feel like that's what a lot of people were saying, away. lower the range, you know? Yeah. So I felt like this is a weird thing to do with Torbjorn, but um, we'll see how it, we'll see how it works. We'll see if they maybe revert it and try something else. But so far, this is what we're left with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so also. Let's get in, let's... Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Or, oh no, you're good. McCree did get a uh, nerf on consoles, um, and his his fan the hammer does fifteen less damage, I believe. Which mm. I can't. I don't know the total it usually does, but you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember they said they nerfed that uh, because they, they they it was taking out tanks and they didn't want it to take out tanks automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I thought was I thought was an interesting. interesting it would like one shot. Uh, I would be playing uh, Winston and I'd get like all it took was a fan the hammer roll to automatically re- reload, and one halfway through the next fan the hammer I was dead. And it's like all that takes place in like two seconds. Like there's no way to yeah. react. Yeah, it's very difficult to fight against McCree, especially when you don't mm-hmm. expect him. Because if you don't expect him and he does that, then you're just dead. Yeah, uh, and it can it can get very fr- frustrating. I can see why people would say that's overpowered. Personally, I I thought McCree was just fine the way he was. Like, I Bastion, I still feel like it's still kind of OP, like more OP than McCree at least. Um, and who else? Yeah, uh, Torbjorn, but they already kind of took care of that. Um, you know, Bastion, yeah, I like, feel like, I wonder if they, like, made some tweaks to him under the scenes, like, under the hood, because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting sniped so much more, and it also depends, like, what screen I'm playing on. Like, I played a match before this, uh, the podcast, on my computer via the remote play uh, Mac app, and mm-hmm. uh, granted, my, my MacBook is only 13-inch screen, so, you know, take that in consideration, but I was, like, having, I was just getting sniped, like, crazy by Farah, by Genji, we were playing on Hanamura, and we were in like the 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 B zone, and I was kind of in the circle, making sure nobody got on it. And I was just, I couldn't mm-hmm. even see them. Granted, I'm on such a small screen, but and I just felt like I was just getting hit. So I don't know. I felt like there was I was taking a lot more damage than I usually do, but wow. could have just been off match. So um, you're playing. You said you were playing uh, right before this. Yeah. On PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to try out competitive? No, um, mm. I did not because I am t- level twenty four and a half. Really, you're the oh wait, you also play on Xbox. Yeah, right? so on Xbox okay. I'm like level twenty something, and okay. on PS4 I'm on twenty. I'm at twenty four, and I've been playing a lot that's of Xbox fair. this week with my family. So I, 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 I that's, that's, like that's kind of the stinky you. part about playing on uh, <laughs> two systems. You know, I have yeah. to like I'm trying to get the I'm trying to get the the platinum in this game. Which is hard. I want to get it on both. I don't know if I'm going to, but I'm definitely closer to getting it on PS4. Um, but it just makes it so much harder when half my time 
is on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, yeah so yeah. I've got I've probably got two more matches till I can get into competitive. So definitely next week I will have played plenty of competitive mode. But I'm looking at the article right now on the, just the overview and you know, I like what I see. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I actually mm-hmm. played one match uh, because that's how much time I had, um, how much I had time for. Yeah. Uh, and so competitive match, it went live um, on Thursday for Xbox and went live on Friday, which is the day we're recording this mm-hmm. for PlayStation. And uh, let me just read the, the article they posted on playoverwatch.com um, about competitive when announcing. So it reads, Overwatch players, get ready to sharpen your skills, perfect your strategies, and test your metal what does that even mean? Test your metal. Your, Test your metal in the ultimate competitive arena. Welcome to our newest game mode, competitive. Or competitive play, I should say. Competitive play is available na- right now on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Competitive play is designed for those who truly want to put their skills to the test and offer and offers a more serious experience than our quick play or weekly brawl modes. Mm-hmm. To make sure everyone has a solid understanding of the game's mechanics, maps, and heroes, competitive play will be locked until you hit level 25. First of all, how do you feel about that? I actually like that. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, a big problem, and, like, I remember playing Gears of War, um, and just ranked ma- there's ranked match and there's casual matches, and ranked match was always filled with people who... You know, it's like that in any game that has a ranked mode with no level cap. You just get teams filled with people who don't know what they're doing, and you lose, and, you, and you're... It's not an accurate... Because of that, your your skill rating or your your record is not an accurate reflection of your actual... Uh, like, your skill, because you're being matched up with people who are, like, dragging your team down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, ma- it makes a lot of sense for them to, to limit it to 25. I, th- I thought 25 was kind of high, but, I mean... After I could see like fifteen, for- you know, but mm-hmm. even like even playing like with fifteens, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, you don't know how to play this game. Yeah, because and it's those not first like few play- levels are just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's not like quick play is like some like throwaway mode either, because I mean that's what everybody's been playing for the last um, month at this point, or month yeah. and a half, or whenever you, li- you listen to this. But like, um, quick play is still a fine a fine mode to play, and I I, I think it's worth it to. To stick to quick play until you reach that level twenty five, then you can play ranked. Um, because like, I mean, living, living without ranked so far has been fine for the game. Um, and so, if you're under twenty five, then I think you'll still be fine, and um, you'll be able to, to wait. And I and I and I do think there's a certain there's a certain point. I don't know when that point hit for me, uh, but there's a certain point in Overwatch where I just felt comfortable with how mm-hmm. the characters I use control and how how the characters I don't use, like being familiar with how they play and their abilities and um, the the timing of of doing what they do. Like there's a certain point you hit in the game where you kind of just like you get it and you kind of get the flow. And I think level twenty five is probably a, a a a good you you understand you understand most things at level twenty five. Yeah. Like you can't say like you're a noob at level twenty five, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've got a pretty good understanding of like all the characters and who all the what all the characters do and how all their characters kind of interact, even if you don't know it that intimately. Uh, like as intimately as somebody who maybe prestiged already, or intimately as somebody who's level fifty, you still know it enough to be to be like, okay, these mm-hmm. these these are all the characters. These these are their, their their abilities. This is what they can all do. Um, this is how some of them interact and um, be able to be competent. And so I think that's the most important part. And so I think it's a good thing. Um, that they waited until level 25. 
But uh, moving on with the article, the article goes on to read um, about skill rating. It says, before you can kick off your competitive career, every new player must first complete 10 placement matches in order to obtain their initial skill rating. This rating will be a number between, between 1 and 100 with higher values indicating a greater skill level. Skill ratings will be visible at the beginning of every match as you compete. As you compete. Your rating will increase or decrease with each win or loss based on a number of factors, including your own performance and the skill of other players in the match. And so, uh, skill rating seems like a cool system to mm-hmm. me. Um, Reminds me of, uh, of like Halo 2 kind of stuff. For- Reminds me of Rocket League for some reason. Rocket League, yeah, yeah, that works too. Yeah. Cause Rocket League Although, like I, I hope you can, lose, you can lose your skill rating, right? Is that what that said? Or did it not um, say that? In this Overwatch one? Um, I hope like if you perform poorly, you're yeah, still you rating. It, yeah, you yeah that, that's how Halo 2 was. You were constantly, like, every match you played, you're, like, just trying to be better and better. Uh, and it's like, you play a lot more seriously when, you're gonna, when you can lose a level. Mm-hmm. When you can lose progress. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I think one thing I, uh, it's interesting. Oh, it's interesting because, like, I was playing... I, when I played the the one match I played right before this podcast, um, I well, I lost the match. And so there's, like, a red X that pops up um, um, in, like, that first slot. It's, like, a 10-slot thing. The first one mm-hmm. comes up as, as an X for, for a loss for me, uh, which kind of sucks because uh, I feel like I did my job on the team, but my team was kind of, like... Actually, my team wasn't that bad, to be honest. Um, but the we were just playing a really, really good team. Um but it kind of felt bad though because I felt like me personally I was doing very well and I and I felt like I was doing as well as I could have and I was doing well enough but um, based on the circumstances around me I still kind of lost yeah. uh, and so there's I mean there's there's something about like like what if your <laughs> sorry I'm like watching your cat hover all around your room <laughs> yeah I'm making sure she doesn't come up near my microphone and mess <laughs> things up but yeah there's something about watching like the um, or about your team um, losing because there's something about watching my cat. There's something about watching a cat that makes me want to play Overwatch and makes me want to play as Diva. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, like having your team or having the blame be on your team or like or losing because of uh, circumstances that aren't your own. It's it's kind of a weird thing uh, for rank, mm-hmm. for rank match, and I don't know yeah. if rank match accounts for that. It seems like it does. It seems like it accounts for a little bit of like how much you play on the objective in these things. Um, because it says um, a number of factors, and so like, I I like that, like if if it's the case that it doesn't only take account your wins and losses, um, then I do like that. But if it does, then I I feel kind of salty about that because I feel like <laughs> most people are gonna lie like within like the same like between forty and sixty percent win loss kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I I definitely get what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. And I almost think, like, I'm just, like, hearing your complaints and your experience so far. I think I might not even, when I hit 25, I might, if I'm by myself, I might not play competitive until I'm playing with other people. So that when mm-hmm. I get placed, I can be winning, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing while playing. Um, You're like, I might I just should wait be till playing I play with people. Because I was playing with random people. Well, what we should do, we should play this weekend if you're available. And get mm-hmm. like our group together, and we'll just all get our placements done, and hopefully, yeah. you know, we'll we'll win. 
Yeah, and that's exactly what I want to do because I was because with it being in my own hands, I can't promise like a good placement for myself um, because yeah. it all depends on my team basically. But when I'm playing with other other people that I know, then it's then it becomes a thing of it's more in my control or it's more in our control. I yeah, guess. And, and you know, it's funny. I've been lately. I have not been playing any of the characters that I'm really good at. Um, besides Zarya, I feel like I'm getting pretty good at her. But like Tracer is like, if you ask me who my main is, it's Tracer. But I haven't played her in like a week and a half, two weeks. I've just been wanting to have more fun than uh, than like perform. If that makes sense. Like uh, my best match with Tracer was like I had 52 kills and like eight deaths. Um, so I'm, I, I'm pretty decent with, and like the match before that I had like 47 kills and so I'm pretty decent with her, but sometimes it's just nice to take a break and, uh, I don't know, not play with somebody you're not good at. So, but for these matches, I I need to like warm up and get back into, um, the rhythm of tracer before I jump into competitive. And I'm also curious, like, it's almost like you're forced to play who you're best at in competitive too. Like there's no room for, uh, experimentation. So yeah, keep that in and mind. And that's another thing. Like while playing, um, I kind of I was, when I was playing, I was playing by myself, but I was also chatting with another person who played. I was had, I was chatting with Mayumi actually, and and um, she was about to start her own competitive match, and she was kind of like, okay, who do I pick? Who do I pick? And my thing was like, okay, if you get a chance to pick first, pick who you're best as, because like yeah. if you if what I do a lot of the time uh, when I'm not playing competitive, um, I wait until everybody else picks and then i pick like whoever like whoever we need and so if we don't have a support i'll pick mercy if we don't have a heavy mm-hmm. i'll pick reinhardt if we don't have an we don't, if we don't have enough damage i'll pick reaper or whatever that's usually how i pick but on um in competitive i'm like dude i don't want to pick somebody who i'm not good at and yeah my best character is reaper um i'm also very good with mercy and, it's, and if i'm not playing as either of those then i feel like i'm not doing my best or if i'm not playing mm-hmm. as hanzo even i feel like i'm not doing my best um, and so it's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing in a game like this where like the roles are so specific. Uh, and if you're, if, if the only role on your team that's left or that your team, the role, if, uh, if the role that your team needs is the role that you kind of suck at, then uh, you're kind of struck and you feel like <laughs> a bad person if you go with like Tracer or somebody, if, yeah. if your team really needs a, a mercy or something. Uh, and so it's kind of a weird predicament to be in. Yeah, you know, and it's like, okay, I want to be selfish and put my best foot forward, but is that going to make my team lose, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Even when you're playing with friends, it's, you know, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about seasons a little bit. Uh, And so the article goes on to say, competitive play will consist of four seasons, each lasting two and a half months. During that time, players can increase their skill rating and battle their way up ranks up the ranks before the stats are reset at the end of the season. This is followed by a two-week off-season, after which a new season will commence, beginning with a new set of placement matches. The names of these seasons, along with the schedule, will mirror the seasons in the Northern hem- Hemisphere, and the Summer 2016 season is already underway. Um, and so that's this that's this season format. I guess we don't really need to talk much about that. It's interesting, though, that, they're, they're, that there's like a two-week break in between seasons. Yeah. Um, I yeah, guess some um, people they're expecting some people to like really, really take this seriously, yeah, <laughs> and want to give people the chance to play other games in that off season. I don't know, you mm-hmm. know. I thought when Jeff Kaplan was originally interviewed, like not originally, but uh, he was interviewed on another podcast. Uh, I can't remember which one. Um, 
about a few months ago, and he said that they are expecting the competitive play to only be the, the seasons to only be monthly. So mm-hmm. at the start of every month, you knew a new season was starting. So it's interesting to see them choose a two and a half month cycle over one month. You know, but yeah, it's yeah, definitely longer. It's... You know, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, and apparently during the beta, it was one month, and then they changed it because they got like a lot of complaints about it, and like people, people apparently wanted to see like their their name be up there longer, like up like up in the ranks longer, and hmm. um, for people for. The sh- people weren't really feeling the shorter thing, which I thought was funny. And that was interesting, interesting. but yeah. yeah. Well, but, okay. um, let's move on to match format. And so it continues. We've also made. And this is all important- just to remind people this is all on playoverwatch.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all on playoverwatch. Um, playoverwatch.com slash en us blog slash 201 If you really want to follow the link, <laughs> or you can Google competitive play overwatching will be the first thing it'll be easier yeah it'll be a lot easier um easier than rewinding and then playing that over and over (laughs) again yeah match format we've also made several important adjustments to the game just for competitive play some of these changes are simple interface modifications that follow that uh, that allows players i need to learn how to read it's been a while since i've read out loud. you really should you know you're you're kind of an adult now yeah aren't you teaching kids on a weekly basis don't you work at a school or something no, I used to work at a school. Now I work at like in an office at Starbucks. Oh, that explains yeah. it. That explains Dude, it. You no longer work for a school. school I worked at though. Like I worked with kindergarten kindergartners, and they could probably read better than I could. They're yeah, they're teaching you like I don't think that's what that word means, but you think it means blessing. Yeah, I was like, what, what sound does the F letter make? And they're like, <laughs> oh you just gosh. said the sound, and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> my mind was blown. Yeah. Um, and then you started working at Starbucks as a barista. Just kidding. Some of these changes are simple interface modifications (laughs) that allow players to access key pieces of information at a glance, while others are focused on balance to issue. Jesus, now I can't like now I can't freaking read because now I'm focused. You want me to take this over? (laughs) Yeah, you can take this over, man. Whatever. Some of these changes are simple interface modifications that allow players to access key pieces of information at a glance, while others are focused on balance to ensure that the maps and modes don't favor one side or the other. Let's break down the changes for each game type separately. Okay. Can we keep going? <laughs> Dude, look at you reading all enthusiastic. Like, yeah, you can keep going. Um, Control maps. Yeah, let's keep going. Competitive play scoring system has undergone a major overhaul. Control maps, for instance, are played in a best-of-five format, which differs from Quick Play's three-round system. During a competitive play match, the first team to score three points wins. You can hire me at any time, Blizzard. I'm going to be honest. I heard none of what you said because I was too focused on how you're saying it. It was very, like... But I sounded very, like... It was very dominant. This summer... Yeah, I was like, dude, I didn't know, I didn't know a UFC announcer was like the special <laughs> guest for this episode. I've got That's range. Crazy. Yeah, so um, pretty much the scoring system has had a, a complete overhaul. It sounds like you know, mm-hmm. um, and at the end of every match, if you haven't played yet, you will, and you'll notice that at the end of each round, uh, a little uh, just like splash screen comes up, and it's like law, like zero to one, you know. And just to make it clear to people if they didn't already know that they had lost that match. Mm. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting, you know. I think it definitely makes things more clear. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I think it's probably needed 
for competitive play, and so it makes sense. Um, what, during the especially one for like play. a spectator kind of like if you're gonna if you want esports to take off for this, you need like clear and concise scoring for yeah. people who are watching at home. Yeah, you do. Uh, and it caught me off guard when I was playing it at first um, because yeah. like we lost our first round, um, and usually it would say like defeat because um, the um, the round we lost was on. Uh, crap! What's the name of that map? It was like the nighttime map um, where you had to like you had to take the, the gardens first and then you escort the payload. You know what oh, I'm about? yeah, uh, Kings Row. Yeah, Kings Row. Yeah, we we're playing on Kings Row on attack, and so uh, we lost that one. And instead of saying defeat, it said um, round one loss or something like that. Some something along those lines. Um, and then we played on def- like they switched us to defense. Um, and we lost, and then it finally said a feat. And so it was a weird, it was a weird thing, but um, <laughs> and it's diff- it's different, but it's, it's it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Sense. Mm-hmm. And so I agree. Um, let's talk about control maps. Um, or we already talked about. Let's talk about escort and hybrid maps. Um, which is actually what I kind of just talked about with Kings Row. But I'll read it. It says on maps that contain escort elements, teams are awarded one point anytime a capture point is taken or a payload reaches, reaches a checkpoint. Both teams play one round on offense and one on defense. After those rounds have been completed, the team will the team with the most points wins. However, if the game ends in a tie and neither team has delivered the payload to its final destination, the team that pushed the payload further will be the winner. On King's Row, Numbani, or Hollywood, if neither team takes the first point or the final score is tied, the match enters sudden death. Beginning with the team beginning with the fall 2016 season, Escort and hybrid maps will also use the same time-based mis- system as assault maps, hmm. um, which is interesting. I that's, like that's the, the whole like that. whoever pushed it further gets the credit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, that's it's a, good a change. cool thing. What's the time? Oh, so it's time-based is in like. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, it's time time-based is in like just like in um, assault maps. Um, mm-hmm. There's always a counter, kind of counting down, and so like if you're trying to take a point. Um, you have to take it within a certain amount of time or else you lose on attack. So they're kind of doing that same thing for escort and hybrid maps. Um, how do you feel about that, actually? I didn't even realize that was a thing until I read this. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I think it'll be fine. It doesn't seem like it's a huge change. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of seems more like quality of life, like we're improving and on the cases where like something like off happens, you know, where you tie or you... You win this one, you lose that one, and it's like, what do we do now? It just seems like uh, just enhancing those aspects of the game. I feel like I don't think the gameplay itself will really shift too much. Mm-hmm. So let's continue to assault maps. Do we really need to continue to assault maps, though? Because I feel like at We can this point, skim it. Yeah, let's just skim it. Uh, I'll read uh, each there. team plays one. Oh, right, you go for it. Oh, no, you can, you can read it if you want to. I was just kind of skimming. Uh, each team plays one round on offense. Um, the team with the most points on offense after these rounds wins. Huh. However, the first team fails to capture a point. The match ends as soon as the second team captures the first objective. Hmm. Okay, that's cool. You don't have to waste your time. Um, yeah. If the score is tied up to two rounds, each team plays a second round of offense. Instead of playing with a standard five-minute clock, teams only have the time that was remaining on the clock at the end of their previous offensive round. Hmm. Huh. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So, essentially, if you you both you both play offense, you both get to the point. You both play two more as a tiebreaker, it sounds like. 
mm-hmm. um, and you only have the time that was left over from your first match. So if you get the last point in your first match and you have 30 seconds left, that's how long is on the clock for your second. And it says if a team has no time remaining, they do not play an additional round. So it is whoever can get the – it's a game of, like, escalation. Like, who can get there quicker? Who can get the first objective quicker or the second? Uh, and it's really, like, instead of, like, burning out your clock and, like, getting it on the last 10 seconds of your clock, you really want to, like, get in there and, like, get it immediately, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's a cool thing. Um, yeah. It's, all it's, kind it's, of, like, small things that will just make the game more fun, in my opinion. Yeah seems it like it seems like they're making small changes but they're making like a lot of small changes so that now they seem kind of like they kind of change like the whole dynamic a little a little bit um in terms mm-hmm. of like trying to win like trying to try like trying to win a match like that um yeah i don't know i don't know what to think of it i think that's something that like we'll we'll know sort of the atmosphere around it in like a week after everybody's kind of yeah. tried it cuz like the yeah. ideas they sound like they sound like cool ideas and they sound um like they're they're kind of necessary for competitive play um mm-hmm. but whether or not they're they actually pin out well and people really do like them um will be decided in like a week or maybe even multiple weeks who knows um but moving on to sudden death uh it reads in sudden death the game randomly places one team on offense and the other on defense teams then play a single abbreviated round if the attackers capture the first objective before the time runs out, they win the match. Otherwise, the defenders are awarded the victory. Please note that this mechanic will only be active for the summer 2016 season. Huh. Interesting. So essentially, like, you should get really good at, like, capturing the first points of these maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you can, you're, like, your team's going to be have the advantage in sudden death since you're not playing an entire match. Because, like, for me, when I'm playing a match, I I typically do well on a specific zone of the map. Like, that's my my specialty like i do really well on the um like the western version of hollywood but i don't do so good in the last in the space area of hollywood you know so if you can get really good at the beginning parts of each map then when sudden death comes up your team can kind of like if you have a strategy you can like just take it you know and win mm-hmm. for sure for sure um and so we have a question um our only question okay. this week from mayumi may at Mayume, and she hey, asked, well, she asked a two-part question. I'm going to say the second part first, um, because it makes sense for where we're about to go. It says, thoughts on the competitive mode rewards? And I bring that question up because the next part of the article actually talks about rewards, and so I'm going to read it a little bit, um, and we'll talk about it. It says, in addition to experiencing the thrill of victory, players can earn, re- can earn new rewards that are only available through competitive play. At the end of a season, anyone who has completed 10 placement matches will receive a special spray and a player icon, with a new set of designs being released every season. On top of that, your weapon locker is about to get a little shinier. As you win matches, you'll earn competitive points. Based on your performance, you'll also receive a number of points at the end of the season. These competitive points can be exchanged for cosmetic golden weapons for your heroes. At some point during each season, we'll also activate a leaderboard system that will highlight the best players in the Overwatch community. So if you manage to fight your way into the top 500 players on your platform, you'll receive an in-game notification certifying your competitive credentials for as long as you can hold the position. 
But remember, you only have a limited time to climb the ladder before your stats and ranks are reset at the end of the season. Um, and so I feel like that top 500 thing won't matter to most people playing the game. But Yeah, but uh, I can't wait to dominate it. Oh, yeah, I can't wait <laughs> to be on the top, like, three. It'll be me. If you're, you. if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the top 500 of Overwatch, like, Why you, you should probably be, like, getting some sponsorships. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if but you're yeah, I, I sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the top 500, uh, then man, then maybe, add then me maybe on PSN, I underrated play. this. What? <laughs> I said, add me on PSN. Let's play. I'll be oh, on yeah. your team. Oh yeah, dude, I'll play on your team all day. Oh, uh, the rewards. <laughs> the rewards I think are really cool. Um, it's kind of like Hearthstone, and I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone lately. At the end of every season, every competitive season. Uh, you get like a new a new skin for your card pack. You get a couple other rewards. So I like the whole. You get a new player icon and a new spray, a special spray at the end of your. As long as you completed your ten placement matches, you'll get those. Um, so it kind of like as the game moves forward, like players who stick around start to get this collection and start to feel like they can like kind of like show it off. You know, like if somebody else missed their their missed the season they took it off then you're gonna have that badge and your friends won't and they're cool too like they're we talked about it last week a little like they're they're motion like they're almost like gifts mm. for sprays um like there's a ilios one uh it's like an ilios player icon that we're looking at on the screen it's like a, a lighthouse with an eye for the ilios symbol and like it looks like a pantheon temple or whatever whatever it is i don't i can't keep track of greek ver- <laughs> like greek greek verbiage but there's like a temple in the back, like a like looks like Olympus, you know that kind of stuff. And then the the spray is a picture of the map, and like the lighthouse is rotating, uh, the clouds are moving in the background, and there's like waves that are moving on the front of the icon. It looks really like really neat, um, and I'm excited to pick that one up once I get my mm-hmm. ten placement matches. But um, so like keep it, this is a way to keep your players engaged, and then moving on to just the golden weapons, in my opinion. One, they look pretty good. Um, I'm never a huge fan of golden weapons because I feel like they're not special once everybody has them. You know, like if the usually golden weapons, though, like you get them for pre-order. I'm like, well, I'd rather just play with the regular weapons because mm-hmm. everybody else right now has the golden ones and they're not that special. Um, whereas this one is a little different because you have to earn your credits to buy them. But they look good. Like I think Diva looks sick with um, with golden weapons. You can get they're already on the, all your everybody's. Um, hero like classes you can go and preview them um but i think zenyatta and and diva look really neat in the in the gold but i like what it means just for the game in general like it's not just going to be gold you know they're going to be rolling out um fire skin and your weapon looks like it's on fire ice you know all sorts of neat stuff like this is just the beginning um so i'm excited for it and i'm i'm really excited for the prospect of items that you can't buy uh, and like yeah. stuff that's really like based on skill, um, and so like I I really do want to show off items that I know I've earned. Um, I'm not really a fan of gold, but I mean it's whatever. I guess uh, some people like gold, and so uh, it's good for the people that love gold. Give me chrome, your gold stuff. And I'm sure Diva is Diva's whole mech gold. Is that what happens? No, it's just her arms. Oh, okay, awesome. It looks cooler than you think. Like the way they did it was neat. Okay, I need to check that out then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited for those. I think the rewards will be cool as long as you like can't buy them, and as long as like I can t- I can show show it to people and be like, hey, look, I'm better than you. 
then yeah, that's, you, that's you can only get with. them by uh, earning credits in competitive mode. You do buy mm-hmm. them, but it's with those credits from competitive it's with, like, mode. Competitive so credits. Joe Schmo can't come up and pay five dollars for a golden skin. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Screw so. Joe Schmo. Um, yeah, Joe Schmo sucks. Yeah. Joe Smo, if you're listening to this podcast, I apologize. Just delete your Twitter, Joe Smo. But you should delete your Twitter, delete your PSN, and delete your Battle BattleNet account. <laughs> Is that okay? Can you delete this BattleNet account? Uh, I think so, but that's well, that one's painful. That one's like, tied to like five games. Mm. So you're yeah, asking a lot of Joe Smo, but I think it's necessary. Joe Smo is Joe Smo. Uh, yeah. So we have a couple other stories, but we won't get to them because they're Ian's stories. And Ian's not here, and I want him here to talk about them, because mm. he might feel salty if he doesn't get to talk about Ian, them. Ian, you're dead to us. And Ian's also dead to us. And so, anything that has to do in this episode with Ian... Um, Ian Preshel, you have failed this city. Yes. And you know what I'm going to do? At the beginning of the episode, there's like do? a there's like a pre-recorded like, intro, and so it's me introducing you guys. I'm going to leave in his part. Um, so he I'm feels not gonna jealous it or guilty? Yeah, just to make him feel guilty, because he's going to be like... So just to like make people think that he's here... And then or when, it's, not when here, it puts his name on it, you just like put a giant like buzzer over like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, dang. Like a fart, a like fart noise some or resentment. Um, but, yeah, just do a fart noise instead of his name so no one actually knows. <laughs> yeah. He's like, every time we say his name, I'm just going to put a fart noise over it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to do that because that's more work. Um, but we will get into the topic of the day and we'll keep it short. And so we'll do the topic of the day and then we'll do the other part of my unit's question. Um, and then we'll call it a day because you have a date. You gotta go on. I got a date. You got a date. Gonna eat Mexican food, which is bad because I've already got terrible gas, as I already told you. Oh, dude, you about to blow that place up. Yeah, that bathroom's about to be destroyed. My room smells just like a dumpster right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so our topic of the day is simple, uh, and I just thought about it, thought of it right before this podcast. It is: Will competitive play cause players to become more toxic? And I ask this because. I played League of Legends once, and once, once, and there's a reason why I played it once is because I went in there and I just got roasted because I had no idea what I was doing, and uh, yeah, so that's my question: Will competitive play cause players to be more toxic? And I know it's different from League of Legends because you can't come into competitive play as a noob; um, you have to be level 25, which which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't stop people um, on the internet or people playing games on the internet from being, being kind of toxic. And well, so. there's a couple things in play. One, I think inherently, yes. Uh, when people are there, there are increased stakes and risks involved in a gameplay mode. People are become become more protective of it, and they and protective of themselves, and they want to they want to win to so that their stats reflect um, well of them. And so inherently, like if you're messing up, people are more likely to call you out and be jerks. But mm-hmm. Major difference is League of Legends is on the PC. This, what I'm talking about, applies to consoles and PC or consoles only. Um, on PC, you can you there's like you have to look at the chat, you know, that's part of the game, um, and people can just type it in right there. And consoles, you have to be a part of the voice channel for you for you to even hear them, you know. Um, so I think on co- console players would be fine if people are being dumb. So easy to mute people, like you just press one button and they're muted. Whereas you, I don't know if you can mute people on the PC version, you know. Um, so yeah, like I mean, I think you hit the hit, hit the nail on the head. That's the right expression. Yeah, that's the right. Expression. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head when you said um, it's kind of inherent um, when there's more stakes involved. And so yeah, I do think that 
I, I can see like people on the vo- in the voice channels um, being kind of more annoying and being kind of more. I mean, I don't. I as a person, um, you might get some DMs like, "What were you doing?" You know. Oh yeah, you might get those. See, I got those while playing Mortal Kombat, but that's because I destroy people and play while playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I can see that happening. But al- but also like I'm the kind of person where I do- I don't really like voice chat um, with strangers at least like people who I who I don't know like people who I match up with I don't really like voice chat with people, and so um, I I don't turn it off because I'm too lazy to turn it off and I always whenever I play something I always leave on the default settings because that's how I feel like they're supposed to be played because uh, I'm a weirdo like that and so like I I usually leave those things on unless somebody's being really annoying that I turn turn them off. But I, I mean, I do, I do see it happening. I don't know if it's something that you can stop. Uh, but I did find myself um, kind of going against my own grain. That sounds kind of weird as an expression, but I'm gonna leave it. I found we'll I stick thought, with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was on when I was playing my one uh, competitive match right before this. Uh, I had my microphone on, and I was like the only person talking to my other team, to my team. And um, I was, I wasn't saying much. I was just kind of being like. I was trying to be as nice as possible and kind of as supportive as possible because I did want to like have at least a little bit of communication with them and I wanted to and I I, I wanted to be there to be a spirit of positivity even though we were losing but I you was said, trying you're to like throwing what? out all these buzzwords like spirit spirit of positivity <laughs> uh welcoming encouraging I just like picture you you're like playing reaper instead of like the typical like metalhead who's like blasting like you're like excuse me like, i don't yeah. want to oppress you but can you please get on on the point a please that'd be greatly appreciated that, not gonna lie that's how exactly how it was when i was playing because <laughs> i did i did choose reaper at one point and like once we caught um the first objective i was like the awesome awesome job guys this is this is great awesome let's, let's do this with you're like point. you're like throwing out trigger warnings before you pop your ultimate <laughs> <laughs> i was like sorry guys if you're on the other team and you can hear me this might offend you but i'm pressing triangle sorry <laughs> sorry i'm, I'm probably sounding like a Canadian. it's a joke people don't i don't want to get any mean tweets i'm just kidding <laughs> but no like yeah i i was try- i was trying to be like nice about it but at the same time be kind of helpful because i did kind of want to win you know, because I mean, it's competitive mm-hmm. play. It was my first ten matches, so I'm like, I gotta win these ten matches. You're playing a game. You want to win. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's fine to be on voice chat and try to win. You know, and try to give directions. But I mean, if you also need to, then also like like turn off your voice chat, I guess, and try to. And if 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 you're not into voice chat, if that if that kind of turns you off, and and um, that's not how you like to play multiplayer games, then like feel free to turn it off. But if you have to be on voice chat, then be on voice chat and. Um, try to don't necessarily direct your team if i was to give a tip um be more encouraging than you are discouraging and and um be helpful in your speech and so like i did a yeah. lot of saying i said i said at least twice during the game i was i said there's a roadhog behind us you know and i'm sure that helped if, i mean if they heard me i'm sure that helped because there's a reinhardt on the on top of our payload our reinhardt and mm-hmm. he didn't die when i said roadhog behind us and so I mean, I'm sure, like, calling out those things and doing it in a way that's friendly and not annoying, because there's so many annoying people that can be on the internet um, and on voice (laughs) channels. Like, so many people. Like, probably most people on voice channels are annoying, Um, at least in my experience. I don't know if that's because... No, I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's probably right. Because I I play a lot of Call of Duty, so that could be it. And I also play a lot of Grand Theft Auto Online, so that could be it. But, uh, yeah, if you're going to be on voice chat or voice channel or whatever it's called, then be helpful um and be friendly is my advice and do your best to make the community a good one um 
because it all starts with you, Captain Planet. To quote Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world and make it a better place. Mm. Mm. Who's Jeff Kanata? Uh, he's uh, an old host of the Totally Rad Show YouTube channel, and he also does a podcast called DLC oh, with Christian cool. Spicer. But that's cool. Uh, I was trying. I was trying not to wrap another podcast on your podcast, but oh, no, you brought you're it good. out. So I was like, "Well, dude, I'm, you can literally promote whatever you want to on here." Um, in fact, while we're here, you should watch House of Cards. Just because. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, watch that excellent three-year-old show. Oh, a new season just came out. Also, came shout out, out to shout out to Persona Four Golden and its PS One graphics. You know what? You know what? Persona 4, I'm not even a big, like, I oh, I just started playing Persona 4, and it may have PS1 graphics, but it has PS5 depth, if you know what I mean. Like, it's PS1 in the streets, <laughs> PS5 in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I can't um, argue with that, I mean, you just, like, On that note, uh, let's answer my the first part of Mayumi's question. And so, once again, at Mayume on Twitter asked, OTP, question mark. And I had to ask her what this meant. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I had no idea what it meant. Apparently it means one true pairing. And um, basically it's like a shipping thing. So like, which two characters would you ship? Oh. Yeah. My answer is immediately um. Hansel and Winston. Because like, cause Hansel's kind of fine, hmm. if we're being honest. Like, if you look at Hansel, Hansel's kind of like, it's a looker. And then Winston is just a giant gorilla. And so Hold on. I think you can have some fun with that on the internet. I need to pull up the roster so I can see everybody's face, and then I'm going to make my decision. Mercy is also kind of bae. I had this I had this realization, like, last week. Like, Mercy got play of the game, and they cheated one of her animations. I was kind of like, All right. Mercy is bae. All right, May. Here's who I ship. I'm going to give you a couple. Bastion and Soldier 76. Mm-hmm. I think they'd be great together. You know, they both, like, I feel like Soldier 76 machine face mask would, like, really, you know ruffle bastion's gears you know what i'm saying <laughs> soldier 76 um, and bastion would come together and form, form iron man in a dirty <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah uh who else we got i feel like zenyatta and widowmaker would be good because they're both like flexible Jeez. widowmaker's con- <laughs> widowmaker's constantly zooming around and and i mean zenyatta's like in the indian position yeah he's like a human pretzel (laughs) and he's got a lot of hands uh so you know i think they'd be great together um and then just lastly you know we need to put two two you know big people need need love too so let's see i think i'm gonna give it to zarya not gonna lie zarya and and roadhog wait what'd you say Zarya and Roadhog. <laughs> now that's just cruel. That's see. <laughs> then they get divorced, and Zarya has like a three-way thing with Reinhardt and Winston. But it goes. It, it's a weird thing though, because like when you envision Zarya and Roadhog together, you just envision like here's the thing about Roadhog is Roadhog lives somewhere in the Midwest in the country, and Zarya probably grew up in Seattle. You know, like they're just two. Pro- yeah, yeah. Two different Let, lifestyles. Let's be honest. Meanwhile, like San but, Francisco. Yeah, like San Francisco, like somewhere somewhere in the West Coast that's like very like progressive. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's one way to put it, yeah. Um <laughs> I could definitely see Zarya living in Seattle. As somebody who lives in Seattle, Zarya I could see her be. living in Boulder, Colorado too. Pretty yeah. much in a college town, you know, I feel like she'd be good. Yeah. Um but and I was Rodolog, say, like, you know he doesn't pay child support. 
Oh yeah. Oh man, Roadhog wouldn't pay child support at all. I bet. Uh, <laughs> Reinhardt, on the other hand, I could see Reinhardt paying that child support. Honorable. Yeah, very honorable guy. I and mean, I didn't realize this until I unlocked one of his legendary costumes, and I was like, "Oh, Reinhardt is actually a nice young man, nice old man actually." But yeah, um, like he's got like he takes care of his hair. Yeah. So does Zarya. Yeah, he has like so he has, he has the Iron Man core in his chest. I re- Iron Man is being brought up a lot in this podcast. Yeah, you know. But like, I think I, they'd be Zarya great together. But he's like, together. I'm That's old. Like He's like, I'm so old, I have to ice my knees a lot. So, like, if you need to get freak on the on the side, my he boy has Winston has he covered. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Reinhardt life alert. Reinhardt has that right, uh, that life alert. Tra- uh, anybody for Tracer? Uh, you know, I think um, no, I like the idea of Tracer being just like. Just her own, her own woman. Just her own beast. Like she's free. She's she's not tied down by anybody. Hmm. I think that's just how she rolls. Diva Reaper is Diva like certainly kind of with Farah. Diva seems like a heartbreaker. Diva does seem like a heartbreaker. I mean, she's probably like, let's be honest, like she's had a thing with probably a lot of people on this yes. cast. But you know, she's so big that she's just like, all right, see ya, I'm done with you. And, but I mean, yeah, but in like an endearing way, you know, like Hannah Montana. And she ends up like falling in love with the best friend, mm. Lizzie McGuire style, mm. which I think would be Torbjorn. So, oh, I think they have a thing. Do they? Oh, oh, I was expecting that. That's kind of like uh, that's, they both like metal things. Is Torbjorn's probably rich? That's probably what happened. He has a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, he, he's rich. Like, Diva's like, I can't resist that, even though Diva has a lot of money. And just my my last couple that I ship, they'd be perfect together. Junkrat and Reaper. Ooh, oh. See, those no, like, that's no. Reaper is more class. It's like some dark web. He has higher standards. Like Junkrat. Let's be honest. Junkrat and Roadhog, I think, are the. Reaper and Farah, I feel like would be a very good couple. I'm not being racist. Um. No, that, I said that. You might not have heard me. Oh, I did said you say that? that. I think. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. Like after seeing like Reaper's costume without his like um. His death thing going on with with his real face, I can see. I could. I could. I could. Uh, Cause what she's like, she's like Native American, right? Oh, uh, she's uh, Egyptian. Or she's Egyptian. She has Native American skins, um, for some reason. Yeah, which was like con- some controversy. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like they could give birth to like some beautiful children. That mixture yeah, of agree. like of like Egyptian and Hispanic, right? Reavers is. Yeah, I think. I think. I think Genji has chosen to be asexual just because his body was burnt to a crisp. Oh yeah, you know? he can't do anything with that anymore. Yeah, so he's like, well, I, I might as well be. He can't even. He can't miserable. even produce that um, that <laughs> testosterone. Yeah, so. So he's just stuck know, somewhere in the middle. He's just like he's just. That's why everybody. That's why every Genji player is like so good because he just like doesn't have any distractions. <laughs> yeah. Just focus on like slaying. He just focus you. on the killing. Yeah. On, on the I think that's about it. He's just the really others everybody, so on this like, list with, like, don't hate. have love. Wait, what did yeah. you say? And I think the rest of the people on this list are single right now. Oh, yeah. Or ready to mingle. Yeah. Did we even miss anybody on the list? Yeah, we missed uh, oh, McCree, May. May. Oh, May is Bay. Did you ship Hanzo? Yeah. I forgot who I shipped him with. Probably myself. Lucio, Mercy, Symmetra. I see Lucio and May. All of these people. Lucio and May seems like Lucy they could, May. like... Yeah, I agree. They seem like that college couple that you, really, like, that you really support. They're very eccentric. Yeah. They're very friendly, like May and Mercy. 
Oh yeah. Well, I, I think, think I ship. I ship Mercy with myself. Maybe. I don't know. Mercy. <laughs> like, oh my god. I think I started talking about Mercy. And that's the end of the episode. Like, I ship with anybody. Because <laughs> Mercy is Mercy is, is fine. I um, am tweeting that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, May, May and Lucio got that like, because like May is kind of she seems kind of shy to me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But like and like Lucio is kind of like that that dude that like that, that I. This is going to sound kind of weird, but it seems like that black dude that you're friends with. This sounds weird because I'm black. But, like, that black dude that white people are friends with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can see him in May being a, being a thing. Because he seems like a very nice young man. He seems like he's going to do go out and do big things. I would agree. Yeah. Um, I think I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> to wrap up this podcast, this this conversation probably took up half this podcast. To wrap up this podcast, I ship Mercy and Me, Blessing Junior. <laughs> Isn't Mercy Me like the name of a band? Yes, nice. a band that I hate. Really? Well, yes, I can see that. they're so cookie cutter. That's another thing for another time. That's a, that's a different podcast. Um, before we wrap up, Alex, where can the people find you? You can find me at pixelpulseradio.com. Um, I do podcasts there mostly. Uh, every now and then I write the occasional article um, or or review, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely there, I'm there weekly uh, doing podcasts. My I host it. I host our podcast uh, with my stepdad, so we've got. I feel like we've got good chemistry, good dynamic, um, and we have guests on. Uh, Blessing, you were just on a couple weeks ago with Alex O'Neill. Um, so if you are a podcaster or just somebody who wants to come on the show, you know, hit me up, um, Alex at PixelPulseRadio.com. Shoot me an email, or you can tweet you can tweet me at it's Van Aken. That's I T S V A N A K E N, and uh, let me know if you want to come on the show or if you have suggestions. Uh, we'll see if we can make it work. But yeah, at it's Van Aken on social, and then PixelPulseRadio.com. Sweet. Uh, and you can also find me on okbeast.com, writing articles every week, making videos every week, and recording podcasts every week. And you can also find me at Blessing Jr. on Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you can also find OKBeast okay on YouTube if you look up OKBeast okay on YouTube. And you can also find OKBeast okay on okbeast.com, of course, and OKBeast okay on Twitter at okbeastnow. Uh, once again, Overwatched is a podcast dedicated to all things Overwatch. From the characters to the updates to our experiences with the game, this is a show made to share our love and keep you up to date on the world of Overwatch. This has been episode four. Ian, you're dead to us. Peace die, out. die, die. You're already dead to us, Ian. Don't get hit by a freaking bird. I don't, just give all your bread away. Starve in the streets of Tokyo because you're dead to us. Never done, never done.